0: chapter 23 verses 32 through 38. I want to start a series today called uh, Words from the Cross. Words from the Cross. As you're turning there, some years ago, a friend uh, who who just spoke like two seconds ago uh, gave me a book on people's famous last words. A whole book on things people said right before they died and i wanted to share some of them with you today um i'm gonna as a matter of fact every week over the next four weeks i'm going to share with you some famous last words of people bob marley a famous musician said money can't buy life on his way out archimedes who's a mathematician said stand away fellow from my diagram Now, you may be wondering why in the world he would say that. Well, um, during, uh, according to Plutarch, a soldier came into his studio, and the mathematician was working on a a problem, and the soldier said that he was to go with him to Marcellus, and Archimedes refused to go until he finished the problem he was working on. So the soldier killed him. Uh, So that was his life. Happy ending uh, to Archimedes Uh, so his last words are get away from my no mathematicians don't make good soldiers Uh, Karl Marx philosopher said last words are for fools who haven't said enough Caesar Augustus Caesar the first Roman Emperor to the to his subjects said I found Rome of clay I leave it to you of marble And to his friends, he reportedly said, have I played the part well? Then applaud me as I exit. Humphrey Bogart, an actor, said, I should never have switched from scotch to martinis. (laughs) Leonardo da Vinci said this, I have offended God and mankind because my work did not reach the quality it should have. Remarkable, huh? For someone of that quality last words can be revealing they can reveal a driving force in people's life they can reveal what is really important to them if you read the crucifixion account in each of the four gospels you'll find seven words or statements that jesus makes on the cross these seven last and they're called the seven last words of christ are actually really statements and so what I'd like to do over the weeks ahead is to examine some of these final words of Jesus from the cross. And here are um, the final words of Jesus as listed in a traditional order. We don't know exactly the chronological order because they're taken from all four different Gospels, but here's the traditional order that they're given in. Luke 23:34, which we're going to look at today. Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do in luke 23 later on he says truly truly i say to you today you will be with me in paradise to the uh, one of the thieves on the cross in john 19 he looks down and he says woman behold your son son behold your mother to mary and to the apostle john in matthew 27 he says my god my god why have you forsaken me and in john 19 He said i thirst john 1930 he said it is finished and then in luke 23 46 traditionally the last words of jesus father into thy hands i commend my spirit we're going to be looking at these seven statements or at least part of all of them in the days ahead i know i've only got four weeks to easter and seven statements so we will combine a couple of them into uh Some of the sermons that that we have coming up but i really wanted to do this study because final words are incredibly important today i want to look at this incredible if you think about it it is it is mind-blowing that jesus looks down from the cross and the first thing he says is father forgive them for they don't know what they're doing let's look at this account from luke 23 and how it impacts us in multiple ways. Luke 23:32 says, Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, where uh, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not... Uh, there should be more words there, but let me just keep reading... Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting the lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he uh, saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine, vinegar, and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, "This is the King of the Jews." Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. <clears throat> do you think maybe God values forgiveness? I think it's incredible that this is the first statement of Jesus from the cross. I've been in, <clears throat> I've been a vocational ministry for, oh, really? Next year, it'll be 40 years. Um, The first church I served in that actually paid me money, uh, where I went on staff as a minister of music, I was 20 years of age. I'm going to turn 60 next year. I'm going to go to Africa so I can knock 10 years off my life as well. But uh, I turned 60 this year, later in the year, and so it'll be 40 years. In 40 years of ministry, I, I think I have heard of every single possible way of people hurting other people uh, just when I think I can't hear of another way a person could hurt another person I'm then shocked I, I think after 40 years I can't be surprised and then I am uh, in some way that people hurt other people people betrayed people people act crazy people uh, through addictions people lie to one another people physically abuse one another Uh, I I, I remember so many years ago, this guy, really the woman, calls me in the middle of the night about her husband chasing her around to her kitchen with a butcher knife. And I'm thinking, this is just crazy. What am I going to do? Wow, what, you know, (laughs) call the police first, and then call me. It's, It's nuts the way people hurt one another. Sometimes we wonder, is the way this person hurt me or hurt somebody else, is it simply unforgivable? Maybe you've had that thought. What they did to me is just too big to let go of. I, I, I know, listen, I, I, one of the great things about being pastor of fullness 25 years is I know the people here. And I know many of your stories. And I know the hurts and wounds and life that you've, you've gone through. How do you forgive the, what we would consider the unforgivable? Let's work at this is, this is incredibly important. I mean, if you haven't been wounded deeply in your life, I wish I could stand up here and pray that it will never happen. But more likely than not, it will happen. If it hasn't yet, it will. What do you do then? What do you do then? And, and and what do you do when you are the perpetrator of the unforgivable? How do you find forgiveness and help and wholeness so that you can then step out in grace again? I think in these words of Jesus we find some of the keys so let's look at it first is there is this cry to the father this cry to the father i I know this may seem a little obvious but he begins the prayer by father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing jesus was only able to request forgiveness because he had this close intimate relationship with the father and again we studied this i can't remember what sunday it was it really wasn't that long ago where I talked about the fatherhood of God and how the, the turn that Jesus made when he taught his disciples, hey, when you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven. I mean, the Jewish mindset was such that God was so holy, God was so reverent, they wouldn't even write his name. They wouldn't call on his name. They wouldn't say his name but jesus shifts the the whole playing field really to say when you call when you call out to god you call to him as father abba daddy papa so um, as you know i've got a, a new grandbaby i should have shown a picture he's getting cuter every day uh he, he is the cutest baby i've ever seen and i, I so i'll just go on. anyway we were having this discussion hey they were asking me, Dad, what do you want to be called? Um, and you know, I was trying to think of some real formal name like king or you know something, <laughs> something befitting of my statue. But really, when you have a grandchild, you want some stupid, silly name that's intimate, that can be called. So I'm going to probably be called Poppy, uh, and so it's great with me. I mean, I know it, in some ways it sounds so. You know not regal enough but that's not what you're looking for in this relationship right you're looking for a level of intimacy the fact that that we can call God Poppy, papa Abba father that intimate term is remarkable it, it gives us a way to enter into this position of grace It says in Romans, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you've received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. When you and I are faced with that person that has wounded us or hurt us or we're angry with, where do you take that situation? Uh, many of us, we take it into our own logical minds. We take it into the realm of justice. We take it into the realm of fairness. We take it into the realm of revenge. We need to take it to the Father. We need to take it before him because we have access to this throne of grace where we can help find help in our time of need. Now, let me just say this is a caveat to this. My dad is sitting here. I'm, I'm so blessed that my dad has moved back to uh, Birmingham and is with us, and we get to see him on a more daily basis. It's been really since I was I left home when I was 17 uh, to go to college. And so, I mean, my dad and I have been close. We've had I, I talk to him and my mom every day. Uh, I would call them. I know I'm a really good son. But uh, I would call them almost every day. I, I, honestly, I... I'm not that good. I just wanted to make sure they were breathing still. And so I would call to find out how they were doing. But it's great to have him here. Here, Here's my point. I have had an awesome earthly father. I mean, my dad has never done anything to harm me. He's, he's, He's always wished the best for me. I mean, I am so incredibly blessed that when I look at God as father... I've had this incredible role model that I know God is even better than, but Dad has never done anything to to do anything except point me to the heart of the Father God. I am blessed. I am incredibly blessed. Many of you don't have that same blessing in your life. When you think of Father, your mind goes to your earthly Father. And for some of you, he was absent. For some of you, he was abusive. For some of you he was harsh for some of you there's this wounding actually that when we come back to this place of forgiveness later your father is someone you need to forgive i mean there, there are many models of an earthly father that fall so short of the glory of our father god we we need to come back to the place where we we know that we can come to the heavenly father who is perfect in every way he, you know that song, he's a good, good father. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I mean, good doesn't even begin to describe the father heart of God toward us. He is, he is a perfect, perfect father. So the first place in forgiveness, I believe, is not to take it to me or to take it to you or to take it to somebody else or to take it. If we really want to walk in forgiveness and wholeness, we need to take our hurts to the Father, a cry to the Father. Second thing Jesus does is he calls on forgiveness, where he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. I mean, imagine what needed to be forgiven at that moment. Um, without going through the entire crucifixion experience, Jesus was betrayed by one of his close followers. Uh, Jesus was uh, then tried five or six times he was he was brought before the authorities never really convicted of anything Jesus was uh, scourged he was whipped to where he was almost dead a crown of thorns was thrust on his head he was mocked he was spit on um, the the he had to haul this wooden beam through the city until he collapsed and couldn't walk anymore and a guy was pulled out of the crowd to carry it the rest of the way for him he gets to the place where he's being crucified his hands and his feet are nailed he's he's hoisted in the air naked in front of everybody in this this horrible condition the list of things to this innocent man that 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 need to be forgiven is incredibly long. You would think, you would think that facing all of this pain and suffering, Jesus would be angry. I, I can't even imagine what I would be saying from the cross.
1: My first
0: words, I mean, <clears throat> there are reports that, that uh, criminals who were hung on the cross Uh, and it was one of the most brutal, torturous ways to die possible, they would just curse continually. One, because of their pain, and two, because they they had nothing to lose at that point. You know, what are they going to do, kill me? Kind of thing. I'm suffering already, so uh, to the point that uh, they would curse so much that many of their tongues would be cut out, so that they couldn't, they couldn't say anything. Think how Jesus is so different. That rather than cursing those and saying, you know, what he could have said, his first statement is, Father, forgive them. Who needed forgiveness is really a question at this point. Who needed forgiveness? Well, again, the list right in the moment could be really long. Um, There's the, the one who betrayed him. There's all his, all his disciples who fled, who abandoned him in his point of need. They, he could have said, forgive them, they're, they're just scared. There could have been the Roman soldiers who were just at his feet gambling for his clothes, who had put him up on the cross. There could have been Pilate or Herod or any of the other political leaders that didn't have the backbone to stand up and say, no, this guy is innocent, don't kill him. There could have been the Jewish leaders who had been planning for, who knows how long, at least months, if not longer, to get him out of the way because they thought he was a false messiah. There was the crowd that, that six days, five days earlier had been hailing him as a king, now called for his crucifixion. Could be us. Asking, needing forgiveness. There is plenty of forgiveness to go around But in some way however you want to frame it jesus calls on forgiveness it is a call to forgive then there's this claim of ignorance a claim of ignorance father forgive them why for they do not know what they are doing who didn't know what they were doing the roman soldiers the religious leaders the crowd his followers in some way yes none of them really knew what they were doing no one knew that they were really I'm not sure if they realized that they had taken God and put him on the cross Paul says this in Corinthians he said none of the rulers of the age understood and i put in parentheses there god's wisdom because that's what he's talking about this is the wisdom of god none of the rulers of this age understood for if they had they would not have crucified the lord of glory what what is he saying if if they really knew what god's wisdom was and what he was going to accomplish The ones who are against it would never have done it because it actually accomplished God's purpose. It was so mind-blowing that if they really knew what they were doing, they would have never done it. One of the things that's incredible about what Jesus is saying is uh, they're so ignorant, they don't even know they're participating with your plan, oh God. We We are in a sense the same we are ignorant of the consequences of our own sin as a matter of fact we're so stinking prideful that we don't even call our sin sin you know i made a mistake i was just kidding that's one of my favorites i I was just kidding you know i you can't blame me it's heredity i come from a long line of angry people you know, it's not, I really don't have a bad temper. It's just, you know, my, my, my great grandfather was mad. My great grandmother was mad. My dad was mad. A little bit. And, and, and well, I just come from a long line of angry people. It's just, it's just who I am. You see, we minimize our sin, we don't even call it sin. We, 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 we try to plead ignorance, but as in the case of the law, ignorance is no excuse. When it comes to sin, we are still held responsible for the consequences of our own sin. The sad fact is that if we had been in the mob that day, we would have been crying for him to be crucified as well. You think you would never do that, but... Let me see if I can flip it in a way that I'm trying, I believe God has given me to, to kind of communicate it. We, we have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. I me mean, just look around. I don't care who you think the best person in the room is. We've all sinned. And we've all fallen short of the glory of God and stand equal at the foot of the cross in need of forgiveness. what accomplished what jesus accomplished on that cross was to pay the price for your sin my sin our wrongdoing we are and can receive forgiveness because of the cross in turn we're called to be a forgiving people the first response that many of us have is, Yeah, but you don't know what they did to me. Do you know what the cross, this Father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing statement says? It doesn't matter. Jesus had done absolutely nothing wrong ever and died on the cross for you and me. Brutally, horribly. And yet, from the cross, his first thought is, forgive them. Do you have, I, I want to get to a place in my life where my first response when I'm offended is, forgive them. I am way, way, way away from that spot right now. I have many other things that go through my head before I battle through to the place of saying, God, forgive them. Because many of us have these deep wounds in our heart. Or we have a misunderstanding about forgiveness. Let me just talk this through with you really quickly and then talk about how to forgive. First is this. We have these incomplete ideas of forgiveness. Like, you've heard these statements, forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. Uh, uh, It's like it's like, as soon as I forgive, I'm supposed to have some sort of frontal lobotomy where suddenly this memory of what happened in my life is cut off. Listen, without the love of Christ, it is not, it is not a, 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 this battle to the point where I forget what occurred. I move beyond what occurred. Do you understand the difference? It's not a denial of the, the instance. It's a, it doesn't matter. Father, forgive him. Father, forgive him. And, and so whenever you hear this thing, oh, God separates our, our, our sins as far as the east is from the West, and we need to forgive people and say, listen, we still live in a fallen period, an age to try and make someone forget the hurt that occurred in their life it is, is, can be more wounding than the forgiveness that's offered in the first place. We can't, we can't forget. Do the, does the pain subside? I, I believe as we walk in forgiveness, it becomes lesser. But it doesn't mean taking the offense and pretending like it never happened. I'm getting to the point in my life where actually forgetting is rather easy. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I have people say, hey, do you remember when, I'm like, it was really important to them at that moment, but I don't remember. I don't remember. I think that's part of forgiveness, but don't demand this forgetting has to occur. Um, Pressure demands to love. What does it mean to love one's enemies? Does it mean to simply do good regardless of what you feel? There's this love command that almost seems like it's a, it's a pointless conformity. I, I don't know if I'm, I, I'm making sense, but when, when we're commanded to love and don't love out of the heart of the Father God, what we end up with, it, with is just this fakery. Uh, everybody's going around faking like... Um, we're Stepford Wives or something. We've re- been reprogrammed, and you got to act. Some of that reference, you have no idea. But um, So th- this idea that we've been just rewired, that we have no self-will of our own, and we're commanded to love, and there's this pressure to love rather than this release to love. And to me, it's a big difference. When I actually walk in forgiveness, then I can... I can step out in a measure of grace that allows love to take place. And then finally, quick cures. <clears throat> Again, Christians today, um, and I've used this model before, it's, it's like, I, I call it the little bunny foo-foo method of trying to get well, uh, which is this, you know, this song, little bunny foo-foo, I'm beautiful. the food, pick up the few of my eyes, and <laughs> bopping them on the head. And, and, and that's what we think, at times, Christianity is like oh, just bop me on the head and take this deep wound out of my life. And this, we, we cry out for quick cures when God at times is saying, I'm going to walk you through the process of getting well and healing and forgiveness. Sometimes it takes, it takes deep prayer and, and effort. I, I, I wish, oh man, do I wish that when somebody walked into my office and they had this deep wound, I could walk over to them and say, in Jesus' name, bop them on the head and they're totally well. Would it not make my life so much easier? And yours too. But God God works through processes. Uh, He works through, it's that, as Eugene Peterson says, a long obedience in the same direction. Now, he can I've seen people delivered of unbelievable stuff in an instant. God can work like that. But there's some some forgiveness that just takes time as we move forward. So I I think there's a measure of truth in those, but I think they're incomplete. So let me just give you some ideas on uh, some perspectives as you walk through forgiveness. Because here's the idea. Jesus forgave us. We are now his representatives to be like him here on this earth now. So what does that say about us? We are to be a forgiving people. We are to walk in grace as we move around. So here's the first thing. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to forgive you. You, you, you may say this. Hey, wait a minute. I, l- let's say something terrible happened in your life. Let's say something... Somebody did something horrible. I'm not trying to put the guilt back on you by saying ask God to forgive you, but, but in asking God to forgive you, you, you get to a place where you can walk into the situation in a healthy way. Because ultimately, even when we're hurt, rather than looking for forgiveness and help, we, we in some way want judgment on that other person and as soon as we do we're now walking in a place where we need forgiveness so just ask god to forgive you if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness as a result there's no condemnation for those of us who are in christ jesus god doesn't condemn you you don't stand guilty before him in any way. You can move out of this in a place of wholeness. Is this making sense at all? You may still be saying, I, I'm, just, I'm just not sure why I'm asking for forgiveness. Well, let's say you don't know Christ. You're asking for forgiveness to get saved. That's one thing. But once you do, again, once something harmful has been perpetrated against you, you want to walk through this process of forgiveness with wholeness in your life, and, and saying, God, whatever I've picked up as a result of this, maybe there have been doors that have been opened. I want to shut those doors. I, there's a multitude of ways to pray that I, 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 I don't have time to go through, but just ask God to forgive you, because he, w- he will. John Ortberg says this, where there is hurt, I am both the victim and the agent of wrongdoing again you may say wait a minute that's really unfair i i i may be the victim but how am i the agent you're the agent because once it's done to you there's stuff that's in you now that needs to be taken care of and only at the foot of the cross can we find the grace for that to occur second thing is this forgiveness is an act of the will in other words i've heard people say before look, I just don't feel like forgiving. I don't feel it. I I have to say to this, and you never will. Never are you going to say, I just feel like today I'm going to forgive. Especially if you've been really wounded, you won't do it. Why? Because I believe in the process of Christianity, there's this, this aspect of lining my will up in agreement with God's will and what he wants. I I, I don't know the emotion that was on Jesus at the moment where he said, Father, forgive them. I know it had to be brokenness and hurt. But there's something that moved beyond that to me. Our feelings are overridden by his great love for us. And when we, I think, step out in an act of our will by the power of the spirit that indwells us, something changes. Something changes. Paula Reinhardt says this, moving through the hurt and the legitimate anger that tells us we've been hurt to a choice to release the person who inflicted the injury. Forgiveness is about looking the pain straight in the eye and saying, God is bigger than Confess it is done <clears throat> again this is a complicated topic and I know I'm trying to move through it in a kind of a superficial way to give you an idea there are ministries in our city that can help you and I would love to point you in a direction if you need more of a process for this to take place um, because it isn't as I said before it's not a quick cure but these are some ways to to help move forward and let me just say this one of the ways if it's an act of your will that you can move forward is don't replay the offense over and over in your mind and one of the ways you can do this is by stop talking you're saying well wait a minute what do you mean stop talking i mean when you tell another person over and over and over and over again the offense that occurred to you you are verbally replaying the offense does that make sense? So I'm not saying never speak of it like I'm asking you to just go silent, but find the right person or two to share it with, pray through it, get forgiveness, don't keep sharing it over, and don't let the offense be replayed. That's where the enemy walks in and just really damages. And also, if there's power and verbal agreement, there's something, I believe, that gets implanted on your mind and your spirit as you say it over and over and over again. Don't replay it over. Confess it as done. If God is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse us fall righteousness, then we, too, need to get to a place where we confess it and confess it as done. Finally, maintain a right attitude toward others. Maintain a right attitude toward others. Uh, <clears throat> I am not this holy or righteous or good by any stretch of the imagination, but I keep praying that God will give me an unoffendable spirit. Please, God, give me an unoffendable spirit. I want want to go through life not being easily offended. As a matter of fact, I would love to get to a place where I'm unoffendable. In, In other words, if I start out with maintaining a right attitude toward others to say no matter what happens, I'm going to maintain a position of forgiveness this is a a predisposition to making a decision make the decision before you have to get to the decision make sense john says this um and these these passages any claim anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness whoever loves his brother lives in the light and there is nothing in him to make him stumble in other words i want to i want to decide now to live in the light I want to make the decision beforehand that here's the way I'm going to live my life. I've tried to uh, instill this in my children. I've I've done better at some cases than others, but I've tried to encourage them, make the decision before you have to make the decision. In other words, if you decide, I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm going to have sex before I get married, then when the decision comes, time to be made, because you're gonna get in this position at some point, you'll make the right decision. If you look to make the decision at that moment, good luck. Hello? Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's, you gotta make the decision before. You gotta make the decision beforehand when pressured to do drugs or alcohol or whatever before it's time in a wrong place you got to decide beforehand, no, this is, I'm not going there. Because when the moment comes, the pressure will get to you every time. Pre, pre-decide to decide. Pre-decide, I am going to maintain a right attitude toward others. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. There is so much riches in this one statement of christ that gives us the ability as followers of christ to walk it out on a daily basis here's what i want to do Mitch. uh, if you and the team would head on back up i would like listen i i think i think all of us need prayer in this area all of us have things that we need to forgive someone All, all, all of us in some way need forgiveness For things that we've done to people i want to open the opportunity i'm going to ask some ministry teams to come at the front and it may be that you say i need somebody to pray with me about this i believe that the forgiveness of god is available through the cross and the blood of christ see what's incredible about this statement of jesus on the cross is not only was he saying it but he was making the way that it could happen by dying on the cross he was making the way that we could actually do this this coalescing of history and theology and the moment in time where it all occurs is phenomenal but it's available to you and it's available to me maybe there's someone you need to forgive today and as an act of your will You're saying, God, I I know this may not be complete, but I want to make the step right now to forgive. I I don't want to hold unforgiveness. I mean, you've heard it before. You know, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. It won't happen. The person it's destroying is you. Offer forgiveness in the name of the Lord. Maybe you want somebody to pray with you. Maybe you just want to before God right now say, Lord, move in my heart, move in my life. I want to receive forgiveness and I want to walk in forgiveness. Stand up. Ministry teams, come to the front. If you need prayer about this or really any other issue, healing, direction, but you need forgiveness, come right now and receive prayer. Ministry teams, I know we're a little little low in attendance today, but we have tons of teams.